Greetings, good citizens of the cannabis community, and welcome to another episode of Infused, a cannabis talk show brought to you by Terrapin Select CBD. Be wise, be well. Shop TerrapinSelect.com for all your CBD health and wellness needs. Let's do the show. All right, (laughs) (laughs) guys, uh, welcome to Infused. As always, I'm joined by the Infused team. Hello, Francesca. Hello, Nick. How How are you? you? Hello, audience. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hello, Frank. Okay. She just got them all out. You just went down the list and knocked them all out. I'm ready. What strain was that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying hi. (laughs) Oh, man. Man, uh, this is gonna be that type of show. Yeah, yeah. Big sack of dad jokes. She's just swinging around like a bag of shame. Look, um, guys, we we uh, we have a fun episode today because it's really topical and it's one that we are listening to what our listeners are saying about the Infuse Show. So, number one, thank you so much. Uh, we love hearing from you. Direct messages, emails, bring it on, give it to us. Stop it, us in public. Stop us in public. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Canacon, I got stopped by a few people. I, I got stopped by a woman that thought she watched our show and yeah. did not. She's she was mistaken. She's like, yeah. I, I, I remember her. Y'all helped me grow. I was like, we do? We didn't give any growers tips. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but in that spirit, uh, a lot of our audience is saying, we love the industry stuff, we love this, but we love that you also address the kind of curious folk in the audience, too. Right. So one of the things I think those kind of curious people uh, don't understand all the way, and in the industry we know a good deal about, is the concept of 420. Mm-hmm. So it's ubiquitous, but yeah. not well-known. Yeah, it's not, it's not well-known to everybody, and we know that in our industry it is the equivalent of our own Black Friday now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the thing we all prep for. So we thought on this episode of Infused, we would take you into what 420 is and then what it means for the cannabis business. You guys game? Let's do it. <laughs> all right, guys. So look, if you go on the internet, I don't. you can go down a, a bunch of different rabbit holes and you say, oh, well, what is 420? What does 420 mean? I think we could all come up with our own origin story. Could you not? Or at least one that you've heard out there. Oh, yeah. French- yeah. Yeah. There's more than one. But I remember the first one that I heard. Um, and I and I heard it in college because 420 was such a big deal. And um, everyone said that it was 420 was the cop code for um, marijuana possession and for arresting marijuana, com- you know, um, stops. And I think that that started with a Grateful Dead show in 1990. <sighs> It, this is the story I heard, that the flyer was passed around that said, since this is the code for, you know, yeah. this, let's turn it on its head by set everybody at 420 smoke. And then we're all coming together to do this. It's kind of a rebellious act of, um, you know, an in-your-face thing. So I think it's a taking back ownership of it from it being this way to crack down on weed it became a way to celebrate and enjoy weed. That's so I always heard 420 is the the code cops use over the radio to say that they are making, you know, an arrest or possession of right I've heard that one and I and I believed it because police codes yeah. are related to pop culture in a lot of different ways. So I was like, Ten oh, four. That makes sense, you know, or a 50. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, that would make sense. So I I that for all us, the real answer. Right. Yeah, that is that is one. I can I definitely see that, working in the police code and then that element of, oh, we're taking this back. And it's nice to think that the Grateful Dead started 420. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, no, no, yeah. 
dates we could probably debate. 90 is probably, you know, 90 date Grateful Dead show. That's probably still a damn good lineup, though. Um, that's, that's, I'm just saying what I heard. I'm just saying what I'm saying. Just saying what I'm saying. Some truth, some <laughs> Yeah. <fiction>. Well, <laughs> Mike, could you give us a, what's one you've heard out there? The one I'd heard before, and again, who knows if this is true, but the one I'd heard a lot was that it was related to some high school kids. I think it was in California, San Rafael High School yeah. or something like that. That that was their dedicated meeting time at um, a Louis, Louis Pasteur statue or something uh-huh. like that was on their school campus. Yep. So that's yep. where they would meet at that time. And that was like their, I probably, I'm sure it was after school. I can't imagine they're still in school at 420. Yeah. So yeah. probably after school, meet up, smoke, you know, that's. It's just the time to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I had heard. 420 Louie, yeah, it's, it's one that's out there. It's certainly, certainly very popular. Um, I've heard one that I got to think is the, is the craziest because, um, you know, Bob Dylan's Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Of course, the chorus is everyone must get stoned. You stone, so every, you know, it's a, but, but the, the theory is if you multiply 12 times 35, you get 420. And I'm sitting there thinking, how fucking, how stupid is this theory in particular? You know that Bob Dylan, who was so into English literature, he changed his name in honor of a Welsh poet. I don't think he's worried about multiplying yeah. twelve and thirty-five and Nobody's getting making 14. a math problem. Out that's of that's my thing. That smells the worst yeah. of all of that. It does. It, it certainly <laughs> the smells the worst. Skunk theory Dang. of it. <laughs> and if we do trace the origins, uh, we we do know that it is the theory that Mike presented that is the oh. one that is genuinely con- uh, you know accepted as correct. Uh, it's in Ratzer Slurman's book. It's it's in uh, so the you know, kids are all right. The kids are all right. San Rafael High School, four twenty Louis. You know what they were doing? Thank the you Waldos. for your service. The, the Waldos. The yeah. Waldos starting a movement. Yeah, <laughs> so they would meet near the wall and smoke. So uh, so we we uncovered that mystery for the kind of curious uh, that are out there. Not that it was a big mystery, but but really, I mean, I hadn't heard the Bob Dylan theory. I I hadn't, <laughs> and I'd it's heard nuts. That's a good point. I'd heard both, and I didn't know what what was true about it. So yeah. yeah, it's it's always good to correct misinformation rather than spread it. Yeah, yeah, you get it all here. You get it all here. Well, as far as on the day April twentieth, Francesca, what what can you tell us about what tends to go down on four twenty for the typical cannabis user? Break it down. Ooh, gladly. <laughs> um, what I've seen over the years is that four twenty is very much like, I, you, you compare it to the Black Friday, I think that's the business side of the 420. Yeah. I think for the consumer side, for cannabis users, it's the St. Patrick's Day Ooh, of holidays. Like Ooh, because that's, it that's is good. really about celebrating um, the culture in the sense of like the, almost like the stereotypes of it. Like you get to overindulge in, or indulge in smoking, eating, drinking, all of your cannabis, taking your weed, yeah. your medicine, and then all the pleasant after effects of that. Um, going to concerts, and it's about music, it's about food, it's about rest, it's about creativity. It's <laughs> couch lock. It is. Yeah. I mean, it can really be anything that you want it to be, and it is very much a communal thing, just like everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Everybody can smoke on 420. It is kind of a like, it's expected. <laughs> I, I really like your analogy with St. Patrick's I Day. I do too. Because that is a very communal, very like the brotherhood and sisterhood. Everybody coming together. Everybody enjoying the, the holiday, the, the friendship, the, the product. Very. They're both green holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a strong analogy. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the everybody Irish to everybody can smoke weed. Everybody can technically. My dad ain't going to be out there. The general's not out there uh, on 420 uh, right. token it up. You but, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> and he was like, shh, Mike, be quiet. Just because it's not with you doesn't mean it's not. No. I mean, I, I do think it is. Um, it's, it's helping to normalize and to spread, um, to, to bring it out into the open and not make it such a, you know, clandestine act. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like your analogy, so we'll keep playing with it. We'll talk about yeah. the St. Patrick's Day aspect of it versus the Black Friday aspect of it. So, Mike, uh, if I can go to you, on uh, speak to the Black Friday aspect of it. What will a typical uh, can of business along the lines of the, the ones you work with, you and Francesca work with, uh, what do they do for 420? See, I think, I think this is an evolving uh, holiday, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I think as it picks up momentum and more people participate, it then kind of builds on itself till it becomes a bigger thing for the for the retail or the or the medical dispensaries. Because okay. um, typically they know there's going to be an influx of people coming in on that particular day, and I, and I think you've got some data. But I, I, if I was taking a guess, I would suspect that sales before 420 like the 18th and 19th are probably pretty soft Mm -hmm. and then it blows up on 420 and then probably soft again maybe for a couple days after that because people will plan to to go to those stores to to maybe be a part of an event sometimes there's music music at the stores there's samples there's vendors celebrities celebrities there's you know there's you want to make an event because it's the opportunity for the store to really connect with the plant and connect with the consumers and to bring everybody together to celebrate it. And then at the same time, they're, they're going to have a great profit day. So it, I, I think it, from the retail side, Nick, your Black Friday analogy is dead on. It's a, it's a big shopping day that people plan to be out and about, hit a couple stores, buy some new products, you know, take advantage of some specials and things like that. Um, and, it, and it's a and it's a way to celebrate. It's, it's kind of like the first step in celebrating. You know, all the things Francesca mentioned of hanging out, listening to music, watching movies, yeah. and all that stuff. You got to go to the store first. Unless so. you grow your own, which is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. true. But it is. It, you, you, okay, you're, you're talking about a, a conscious consumer that's very much planning to get out and take advantage of this day. Right. Francesca, we know that people make plans to do this now, right? I mean, there's data, there are people, we're going we're gonna to thank some of these people that we studied for this Black Friday episode, but we know people are out there and you should plan to make a sale if you're a business, correct? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you're not capitalizing on this date, you are missing out on a huge opportunity because, um, you know, and I, I have to have stats in front of me because I don't memorize them. But um, <laughs> it is like, what is it? 40% plan to go to a dispensary on 420. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, and, and that's, you know, of course, like from whatever sample size that they they pulled from, 40% is almost, um, it's it's fifty. It's almost half the population. That's a significant amount. Yeah. And then they also um, plan to consume more than usual. The same those same people that same forty percent are also planning to consume more than usual. So you have not only regular buyers and new buyers. You have buyers that are looking to increase their purchasing power. Celebration. Exactly. Yep. So you've got to have something exciting for them to buy. You you better have a reason for them to be there, a reason for them to get excited to come to your store and something to get them. Um, and then it's not just about what you smoke or eat or, you know, it's not just about the weed because it's 17% 
plan to purchase swag, decor, accessories. I mean, you're talking about like one in six people walking in just buying something else. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's a perfect day for a new grinder or for you know a, a glass blunt or whatever it is. Because Ding and then it's seventeen percent purchase new glass or smoking accessory. So yeah, yeah, we want to be a part of it. There are sales happening. You can increase the traffic into your store, your revenues easily with a ready-made holiday. They're already planning (laughs) on being there. I'm surprised that I didn't see any cards in the Walgreens. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked that the greeting card industry hasn't jumped on that. Well, because you you always even had those, the greeting card, like, uh, brand that was a little bit more, you know... um, uh, what off kilter or like what was it called? Like uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It was like, it was like a more savvy kind of humor. Right. You, would, you would think right. shoebox or whatever. You would think that they'd put something. I like wonder that if out. the big box won't bring those in. Maybe they will yeah. when it's federally legal. Maybe the uh, Hallmark is scared of the federal prohibition. For now, for now, because I've seen greeting cards at dispensaries though. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I remember one time ones? in California, there was one that you could get some cards and it came with a, a um, pre-roll in it. Remember, it was like part of the card. This was years ago. I don't remember and that. And it was a line in a dispensary because I was like, that's genius. That, that is really yeah. smart. And there yeah. would be a great way for like independent artists to get into dispensaries oh. if you want to do that. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that it doesn't just have to be these major genes and these major established businesses, but independent and small owned or small businesses. So, that's a good business idea. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> as we as we keep making uh, our our you know plant more normal to mm-hmm. the average consumer, you're going to see that happen. And I think in two years of pandemic life, this plant did get normalized. Yeah, I mean, this is a different kind of cannabis consumer that's out there now. We're talking two years into a pandemic. Through those two years, we saw increased daily use. We saw more people using cannabis than ever before. So now there are there's a whole new uh, crop of ancillary businesses oh, okay. that are trying to get in on the 420 phenomenon. And I wanted to uh, throw some at you and see if we could get your reaction for our audience. So these are ancillary businesses, guys, who saw 420. 2022 and said let's take advantage of that you guys know white castle yes burgers midwest burger chain now this year at white castle they they teamed up with a certain cannabis brand known as cookies yeah i saw that new launch so you could get your 420 cheesy 10 sack you know i don't know if that's a great name uh but you also had exclusive clothing drops because we know Burner is a monster when it comes to merchandise and you could get a, a special beanie at White Castle too. They were running a special on 420. Jack in the Box. Well, wait, real quick. White, White Castle, wasn't that Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Was that, that's a stoner movie, it isn't is. it? it? So is. luck, like they've been part of stoner culture yeah. for right. a yeah. while. So it makes sense that Burner partners with them. Yeah. You know? a strain he dropped too. Yeah. Really? White Castle. Yeah. Oh. I saw the packaging for it. I was like, what is this? Cheeseburger flavor? Like, what is this? So he's got a new strain. Uh, but it's it's interesting. And he's operating more in the Midwest, as we know from, from our recent travels. A Midwest burger chain partnering with Burner. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible for normalization because it's not it's easy for us as a coastal city, you know, yeah. or as a coastal state and like on, on the coast to be like, okay, it's more accepted, it's more normalized, it's uh, that stigma is dropping. I don't think the same is true as in the South and maybe in the Midwest and, and some more rural areas. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it can only help. It can only help. Uh, Jack in the Box. Are they more burgers? 
Uh, Jack in the Box was like a, uh, it was almost like a McDonald's or a. I didn't um, even know they're still around, frankly. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen I don't one know what they are. Time. They used to be, there used to be one at the, fast be- food. at the beach years and years ago. I know what you're talking about. That was the one uh, you, you had to order through a clown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my, Freaky. my grandfather didn't know how to do it, so he was just squeezing the, the fake clown's nose Whoa. Uh, in the drive through More questions than answers. Let's yeah. Table that. Oh, yeah. Well, was yeah. he high? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, guys served time in World War II, whatever he had to, to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you went to Jack in the Box this year, you could order a pineapple express milkshake. Ooh. That sounds pretty good. And what would it cost you? $4.20. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So again, it seems expensive for a milkshake. It does. Are they? <laughs> is it? I don't. It's everything's expensive, so I have no concept of what a milkshake costs it's, now. Yeah, maybe it's huge. Oh, but is it? A f- I wonder if it's pineapple flavored milkshake. Would you have, or is it just like let's play on the name and it's? I'm I didn't sure order it's pineapple one. flavored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gotta be. What if? What, Would what you, you have a pineapple flavored milkshake on four twenty? Absolutely. Yeah. I what do, do you think know. it's gonna be blueberry flavored? <laughs> <laughs> I d- I do know. I do know that Maybe that it's express flavored. <laughs> yes, it tastes just like Express. Um, I, I know that that promotion angered Seth Rogen, who is one of the writers of the Pineapple Express film, because there was a bunch of assumption that they had partnered, and he was ah. like, "No, no, 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 no." Um, and he didn't take any action or anything, but I know oh, that thank wasn't goodness. Yeah, I know so that fast didn't. food films, <laughs> cannabis, and celebrities tend to run together. A little seeing. bit, a little bit. Uh, on 420, you could order Wingstop and get glazed and blazed wings. <laughs> on 420, that's good play. Yeah, that's clever. And a similar special was uh, TGI Fridays partnering up with Uber Eats. Perfect, giving you a couch lock special, and they they weren't too creative. They called theirs glazed and blazed meal through Uber Eats, where you could just sample a bunch of their appetizers. All appetizers. Yeah, all appetizers. That's smart. Yeah, through Uber Eats. I thought that was just... Someone's upset it's already May and he's got to wait a year. Yeah. <laughs> now, now my mind, I'm, I might be done for the rest of the episode. I like, wonder what appetizers it is. Is it the mod sticks and the wings? Or like, I'm going like, head mind yeah. blown now. The stoner sampler. <laughs> and I, I did think the most creative uh, that I saw was if you ordered from Jimmy John's, they based your uh, discount that day it was called the How High Are You discount no on way. April 20th. And you had to pump in your location, and they based it on elevation from where you were sitting from the point of order. Whoa, yeah. that <laughs> is intricate. Yeah, they're not just about killing animals over there at Jimmy John's. I was going to say, can we not promote Jimmy John's <laughs> since that owner is a trophy hunter of exotic game and but, but, fuck that noise. Well, and, but I mean, that is a creative as hell uh, it uh, is. promo. It doesn't help Delaware much as <laughs> yeah. we are home to the <laughs> no lowest. Discount. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah to we're home more, to the actually. lowest, highest point. And there's one, there's one Jimmy John's on Market Street. Yeah. Um, Screw Jimmy John's. Don't buy from them. So well, let me get your your. Your, your take, though, when you see businesses like this kind of participating, these ancillary businesses are jumping in on 420, what, what's your reaction? Um, I, it's mixed. Yeah. I, I think this is what we need for normalization. This is what we need to end the stigma. And at the same time, it also feeds it because it's like the old stoner jokes of all they mm-hmm. do is couch, locks and, ch- couch like lock jokes. and eat. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like blonde jokes. Mm. Yeah. Could be. And, um, it, it, and so it, it works and doesn't. It's also making money off of something with um, where 
where's the money that they're making going? Because you look at like something like Ben and Jerry's does it right, you know, where they are giving back and they are doing something. They're part of more than just coming in for a cash grab, which is my biggest <clears throat> problem with businesses when it comes to cannabis. That's a strong point because if they were if if they were to do it right, I guess in, in your estimation, and I think I know where you're going with this, it would be like okay, so everything that we generate whatever percent of proceeds from the couch lock special yeah. uh, is going to last Pis- prisoner project or something right. like that um, sort of scenario I would rather than just lining their pockets exactly. on a, in a predatory type way, taking advantage of the one day a year. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather see, I think it would be interesting if something like um, it, if it, it was more earth conscious, if it was more plant based, even oh, if you right. had something like Patagonia saying, we're going to give 20% of our profits to for these four charities right. that are there to help with farmers, to help protect the earth, to help with less mm-hmm. prisoner project, to help, you know, with the these charities. causes. Yeah. And that's 420. But um, I think we're early now. And so early adopters tend to be cute, tend to be yeah. about marketing. Yeah, and yeah. So I, I guess where I am with it, Nick, is I, I think it's a smart marketing play. Yeah. I, I think it, and like you say, it's kind of cute and gimmicky. It makes me wonder why just one day a year. So, you know, if you really want to be associated with the industry, keep the couch lock special rolling year round. Cause I want to get the son of a bitch right now. <laughs> so, um, but, but also are they supporting the industry year yeah. round? Like, are they supporters of people going to the ballots mm-hmm. and, you know, and voting in the right ways? Are they, and they're probably not. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if they aren't. So it's probably not fair for me to say that, but it, none of those brands jump out at me as ones that are, um, out there educating or promoting cannabis uh, reform or anything like that. So in a way, it's like a little predatory to me that they're taking advantage of the holiday. I mean, I get it. it's a marketing game. Everybody's trying to differentiate and uh, associate with their target market or part of their target market, whatever it is. But at the same time, it's, it's pretty shallow. and It would be nice to see it go a little, a little deeper and a little more consistent. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, a consistency thing and, and just – I think you can impress people in our community a lot more by just putting more thought into it, kind of like you said. And instead of a deal, like, oh, are you coming into the restaurant? Well, if you sign up here, you sign up for the normal chapter in this state, you know, get on the last prisoner project email list. Oh, and then you get this discount or whatever and make it, I don't know. That's that's a a great idea. There should be a little bit of a switch uh, versus just like you say, the predatory thing of just taking money. Well, I think what kind of what you're saying, Francesco said, is, you know, this is kind of new, novel. It'll be interesting to see what happens 11 months from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 months from now, whenever it, you know, they start promoting next year's specials. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, I think that's where hopefully we see some evolution and maturation of their approach. Yeah. Can I say something really random that I'm kind of just realizing and slightly annoyed by? Yes, I can. Because I have... A microphone in your attention. I and was, I was um, going to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> These guys get to capitalize and market th- by to the cannabis community and using cannabis culture and cannabis language. And I'm sure they're doing this on social media and all the normal channels that cannabis businesses aren't <laughs> oh. allowed to promote and market themselves on. That's a little bit of a problem for me. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's not a level playing field. But they're just, nope. yeah. Yeah, well, it's not a direct thing. It's they're, not. Like, you know, I know that. There's a difference. That we all know what it means, but I guarantee there are some people being like, oh, sweet, Cow Talk Special, and they don't even know what it means. They're just really? throwing. I they're yeah, just there's glad. A lot of, there's a lot of obtuse people out there. 
Mm, I don't know. Still, it, it, it rubs it, me the It's a way. great point. It it's is a, a great It's point. a great yeah. point. It is. So, like, you can profit from the cannabis community. <laughs> you can outmarket us. Yeah, you can outmarket <laughs> us yeah. that are actually in cannabis. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not cool. You have access it's to great pits point. they don't let us on. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic point. Brought to you by Francesca. Like she <laughs> has stopped, lots of opinions. Stopped the show and said, I'm going to say something now. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. But stop the show, stop the presses for 2022. Uh, it, it just happened. So this is a, a very new recording. And we wanted to put this together with the data that came in from this past for 2022. Guys, this is the one people have been waiting for. You got to remember, in-person sales weren't everywhere. This has been two years since right. people have been able to get into that dispensary on 420. This is the one they were looking forward to, Mike. Do you remember what we were doing two years ago on 420? I certainly do. Could you, yes, could you do. enlighten our audience, or we do we were go there? doing a cookies drop for Colta <laughs> in Baltimore. That, you want to talk about busy. Ooh. That was insane in the membrane. That, that was talking to about 700 different <laughs> consumers know. in... Five hours, four <laughs> hours. Crazy. It and was sometime crazy. not getting them at the most convenient part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Ooh. sorry. <laughs> it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, my God, that was two years ago we started doing that. Um, wow. So I'm sorry, Nick. No, no, there's nothing to be sorry for. But I'm saying we've got the data now, guys. And in many ways, this was the day that this industry has been waiting for for two years. In-person sales came back in a Big, big way. Consumers are, are more confident. They're vaccinated. Uh, they're more educated, too, when it comes to cannabis. And the reports that we see, the early reports, Francesca, are pretty, pretty damn good, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're really good to see because um, it says that the, in American dispensaries, there was a 148% increase from the four weeks before. Leading up. Yeah, so Strong. that's, that's in incredible um so you if you're a cannabis dispensary you could be missing out on a basically 150 percent increase of your previous sales it's biggest 420 in in at least four years we have new states new consumers and i think one thing that people don't talk about enough uh when they see numbers like this is we have new delivery methods that more people are, are you know comfortable with right. so i was going to go right to you mike and it's the top seller with a bang this 420, right Beverage. here. Yes. Yeah, did that surprise you? It did surprise me. It really surprised me because, I mean, I know, and they've been out. It's not like they've never been out before. So beverages have been out there, but now they're getting more mainstream. There's more flavors. There's probably better flavors. There's, you know, I know Wild has some stuff, which I'm a huge fan of, that uh -huh. has all natural juices. So the fact that beverages came in and won the gold medal on 420 is is a pretty big accomplishment in my mind. Yeah. I think I think it makes sense to me because it's like if you're a new consumer and so many people and especially around covid too and post covid is like smoking has and and the perception of smoking as healthy or unhealthy is pretty divisive in for a lot of people. And so I think and then taking a gummy some people fear or any kind of edible people fear edibles because there's this maybe lack of control or you hear horror stories of right. taking too much and so I feel like maybe a drink is discreet. It, you don't yeah. have the vape gate, <laughs> you know, yeah. crisis history. Yeah. You don't have the flower conspicuousness and the taste and the smoking. You don't, I mean, it's really interesting to me, but I, it's not necessarily surprising that as new consumers come on, new methods of consumption come and go and, and get, in po get popular. And you're right, I think manufacturing of it has improved and increased. So that's probably a big part of it too. Distribution. Distribution, It's just yeah. out there more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, numbers were huge in America and Canada. I mean, in both places, we have just infused drinks being right up there. So we want to, that bodes well for the infused show, I think. <laughs> um, now, but I guess the, the other thing too, do you think people are just more, um, I don't know, less intimidated at the point of sale, Mike, when it comes to something like this versus give me an eighth or give me a quarter? Like, I, is it, is it a, a smarter purchase for, for some people than loose flour? I'm not sure if I think if it's a smarter or whatever purchase, but I think what it is, I think because consumers are more experienced and probably more educated, yeah, I think they're also potentially more willing to try something new and, and not be intimidated by, oh, it's a beverage. Am I going to get, you know, is it going to hit me hard or whatever? Because, and so I just feel like that's the case. I know when you, when you bought that one, it wasn't, you know, it's metered. You can see how much you've consumed. So you look at it and, and you can get a pretty good indication on, on the on the dosage. So I think it's a lot of it is people are just more confident in the in the plant science and plant manufacturing and the distribution of quality goods to good dispensaries. And, and on a day like 420, they might they might be regular flower users are like, you know what? Hell yeah, it's 420. Let's, let's try a beverage today and let's just get some of this and that. Like, I think there is that as we look at the sales data, people buying more things and spending more money. Sure. A beverage could be definitely one that hits the cart. Yeah. It also is very party friendly. It's a, it's sherry. It's shareable. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you can, you can have beverages in addition to very easily in addition to other things that you have, you know, yeah. I can see going to a party and being like, Hey, we have these beverages and we have this flower and we have these gum. Like it's part of a, a selection and an array and it's also could be a calorie thing, a sugar thing. I mean, if you're, if you're not interested in chocolate and sugary gummies and stuff, I don't know, maybe a My beverage. My curiosity is a with beverages is, is it eating into the market share for alcohol? And At so all. do you yeah. like, so are some of those purchasers, people that are normally beer drinkers or something like that, or, hmm. or like Tito's drinkers that are like, Hey, it's 420. So I'm going to stick with a drink. Let's get a Let's get a, you know, THC beverage. Hmm. I don't know. I'd love to see that data. Uh, yeah, I'd love, uh, that's a really interesting parallel. I'd be really interested to see um, how many people would buy more than one. I think this is a single purchase. For, mo- for most people, and I think somebody's going to give... Hey, I think I- price point definitely drives it to be a, sing- a single Tough. purchase a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah, you're not picking up but a six-pack. But that's 100, yeah. though, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, 100 that's 100 milligrams. Yeah. 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 That thing's popping. <laughs> it is for sure. Other other things that, that we, we saw, uh, friends, that was really interesting to us, we saw the sales of concentrates went up big time, which was surprising to me because I, I think they're a bit of an intimidating purchase for some people because they don't know if they have the hardware, et cetera, et cetera. Strong, strong 420 as far as pre-rolls are concerned. Mm. Uh, big, big uh, and, and we've seen that in dispensaries, really smart dispensaries keep Lucy's right up there at the point of sale. And we say, hey, or they why not? throw them in with their, with a certain you know dollar purchase. So that might be a big part of it. And and yeah, no doubt. And I think we the smallest growth we thought but they were still up. Edible sales were up. I and, love and, edibles. And, and vape sales were up. Um, both strong performers during the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. So Very it's strong. It's it's uh, it's interesting. Those other ones made huge gains. Um, and one other data point to our listeners that I thought was interesting, Mike, was because uh, you brought up the Baltimore work, text orders, 15 million text orders wow. were placed nationwide on this 420. I would say wow, that is a, that's, that's text ordering is a must have if you can have it because it is, think about the population that you're serving in general, especially on 420. It's going to be 
millennials and Gen Z and um, and Gen Xers and texting is just and even boomers are going to be texting easier more easily and also your staff is already flooded with in-person purchasing with phone calls with questions are you open do you have this text for ordering allows the, de- the decisive people to make those decisions to avoid having to talk to people I mean it takes away so many barriers so oh my god if you're a dispensary and you don't have text ordering get yourself some yeah I mean, especially looking at those numbers yeah if if this was the biggest if you we, we all have seen these numbers and, and look we've gotten great information from flow hub and brightfield um and we're all looking at the numbers if this was the big one the big 420 are you confident that you can say why mike here here's why this was the biggest 420 i think it's a combination of factors that really led this year 2022 to have a strong 420 um the first one I would throw out there that pops in my mind is just more availability of product. And th- think about how many more states are either medical or rec versus yeah. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I th- just that alone has got to be tens or hundreds of millions of extra consumer base potential, you know, out there buying on 420. Um, so I think you look at it that way. I th- I'm, I'm thinking it's the states, more states, and there's just better products. I mean, we talked about the beverage. We've talked about these other things. There's more availability, more ways, as you mentioned, Nick, earlier, you know, distribution set up now. You've got web ordering, text ordering. You've got, you know, delivery. You've got in-person. you got store pickup, like a uh, touchless pickups product. I know people are still running that because consumers really like that. They don't want to necessarily have to leave their car. You know, a lot of dispensaries have a drive-through scenario going. Yeah. So I think the dispensaries have gotten smarter and wiser to catering to the needs of the consumers in those aspects to get them what they need and what they want in a way that they want to receive it. And, and I think that's significant market growth and maturation over the last two years, just from those two. And on the consumer side, there's, there's less stigma. Um, you True. know, every, well said, every yeah. year that number, that percentage of the general population that approves of you know, cannabis use to some degree grows, and I think we're in the 91% of the country agrees with legalization to some degree or another in consumption. So we we understand it as safe. We understand it as harmless. We understand it as productive. We understand it as medicine. And we we have, you know, destigmatized it through those those ways. And that means there's more consumers. There's more new consumers. There's repeat consumers. We're all out in the open with it. And so... Um, seeing more people participate in 420 is going to get people to more to participate m- more in 420. So um, it'll be interesting if next year is even bigger, and it should be because we should have more states or so maybe federal <laughs> or even I'm federal legalization. Yeah, and so it's I, I, this is maybe just the beginning of the trend. I hope so. We're gonna get we're gonna get to next year in just a second because oh, I want to get your I want to I want you to speak to frog businesses. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and I think I think you you all touched on the big points I think that are uh, why we had this kind of four twenty and it was just wasn't it cool to be able to wake up this four twenty and be like, oh yeah, how did New Mexico do? Oh, how did Jersey do? And you could you well, know four twenty one you could tell <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. But, but, but you knew that we had these these states in play it was really it was really cool to see this as a reality this year but if we're talking about next year look um, we want to top this year mm-hmm. what do smart cannabis businesses do to prepare for four twenty twenty three Francesca I'll let you go first 
I think in addition to all the obvious things around the marketing, the events, the sales, um, and things like that, they can hold um, more, they can provide more education and more opportunity for new consumers by having maybe medical cards or, um, you know, uh, education opportunities for people to get into the dispensary. So if you can renew your medical card, if you could sign up for a medical card on 420, you can maybe get more people that way and get people renewed that way that you have them coming into the store for one reason to shop and one reason to learn or to renew or to whatever, then they're going to shop anyway. So more reasons to drive people to your dispensary is going to be critical. Um, and that's an important part of it because you're going to have more competition in the market. So it can't just be the same things that everybody is doing. Not everybody's going to be able to book the biggest star and have the loudest music and That's a all good of those point. things. That's a great point, but you can make your dispensary a unique 420 celebration destination. Give somebody a reason to get in that car and, and tell the story of why it was unique to get to your place. Um, Mike, what, what do you think businesses can do to prepare and put themselves in a good place to succeed for the next year? I think there's a couple things that pop to mind for me. And, and when I look at what I saw dispensaries that I thought did it well versus ones that didn't do it quite so well, I think it's because there was just a lot more planning and preparation that they put into it. So they didn't start figuring it out on, on April 13th, in other words. <laughs> I mean, so thinking ahead to maybe having some new strains or commemorative strains or yes. special packaging, like that kind of stuff, that takes time. In addition, like booking and all that stuff. I really like what Francesca said in terms of finding ways to bring new people in to educate, to do these different things. Um, is just another way to build that customer base of new people and make it comfortable for them to have a, a session or a seminar that they can mm -hmm. feel comfortable with, different age groups that all come together. But to me, I really think that a lot of it is is really related to that planning and, and preparation part to to make it because you, you have to know going into it, consumers are going to come out in masses. They're going to go to mul probably multiple stores. They're going to spend more money. So do it like they do in the, um, the Bourbon Trail down in Kentucky. Make it so that it's easy for you and the other dispensaries in the area make it so that they get like a they stamp a card at every store and at yeah. the end they you know if they go to all the stores and make a purchase at those stores now they're eligible for something bigger and better like come together more even you know what i mean not even talking about like the wing stop and shit like right that. like you know within the family they can do more to to come together and i think by coupling those things together it, it just adds more uh credibility and consumer confidence yeah mm -hmm, potentially i like that it's like the what's the new word that co-opetition you know you oh, can yeah, yeah. you can totally exactly get with it it's the no one grows alone mindset and model and you could even do something like different um seshes for different reasons you could have the medical renewal card you could have how to grow your own i mean if you sell seeds at a dispensary right. you better be having a plant science and how to grow session on yeah. 420 and that's like hey that runs from 9 to 11 and anybody who attends gets a discount on seeds that's this much and on this and then we're going to have a dabbing you know exactly edu education and comfortable it's with huge yeah, yeah. if you could do a consumption lounge that would be amazing of course there's a lot so of and you, so just Think about this. I mean, can't you pretty quickly see 420 expanding into a multi-day event? Just for yes. the stuff oh, you just oh, planned yeah. out. If somebody hired us and said, hey, help me plan out a good 420 event, we could help somebody plan yeah, out a week, a week of 420. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, a few days before and a few days after. And, and it's all geared towards raising and elevating 
the con- the consumer education and experience. All for four twenty, yeah, yeah. and it'd be like four days setting it's on four twenty yep. or whatever it's going to be. But I can quickly see this turning into a multi day holiday. Yeah, absolutely, no, no doubt. You Just like Black Friday turns into Cyber Monday, turns into Giving Tuesday, turns well, now into now shop, you shop Thursday night. Yeah, Thanksgiving night people are going. And so yeah, that's it bleeds over real mm-hmm. easy. Creating this into an experience. Yes. Versus just a, a singular a kind one-off. of purchase, a one-off purchase yeah. thing is huge. Relationships, and experience, Trump transactions every time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we, we all know the members of our community. Like, we, if this becomes a three-day event, Mike, it's going to be special. It's going to be peaceful. Um, it's probably going to rake in a ton of money for the people that do it right. But I, I love that point. Uh, I love where you're going there. How you are we get your see pets involved, too. Yeah, dose your pet. No, don't do that. Don't dose your pet. But uh, you do have CBD for pets, and you can do some, like, stuff i will say this cats on cannabis we the the, the (laughs) claim was never made on this show um but a lot of people thought that 420 2021 was going to be the last illegal 420 i didn't see how that was ever possible i'm gonna ask you guys was this the last illegal 420 are we going federal in the next year no (laughs) <laughs> not a chance. No. Not a chance. No. You'll Hard never. No. We're always going to shoot you straight on the Infused show. Uh, real quick thing. Uh, we do have a report directly from the New Jersey market on this past 420. Francesca was on the scene. Um, <laughs> Tried to be. Tell us, tell us what you thought. So on 421, New Jersey opened up their recreational sales. And um, being a Delawarean, where it's only medically legal and not going anywhere fast. It's nice to have a state that's drivable to go to and shop recreationally. So I took myself to South Jersey and um, at first I did my research on the stores that were open and were available and they were all corporate weed. So it was um, CureTech, um, the cannabis, which is owned by Columbia Care, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, A whole did I say CureTech? I meant yeah. CureLeaf. Sorry about that. Sorry, CureTech. You're, you're a good IT company. IT provider. <laughs> CureLeaf. It's the cannabis. Wow, they sell too? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we decided, so Nick and I took um, a drive up to Jer- up to Jersey. Yeah. And we stopped at one, the cannabis dispensary, and it, the parking lot was jumping. I mean, people were coming in, and there was a, a guy. A lot of activity. And then we walk up to the, we take a selfie, we walk up to the door, and the guy checking IDs, first question, he says, are you medical or rec? And we said, rec. And he said, only five to seven. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. So they were open for recreational for two hours in their day. They were turning away. Which means they weren't ready to open recreationally. And I am all for making sure medicinal... Oh, yeah, yeah. Cannabis is available to medical card holders, first and foremost. However, don't say you're a rec if you're not ready for rec. So we said, all right, no problem. There's another store just two miles down the street. So Cureleaf, we'll go to that store. We drive, there is a line around the block. Oh, yeah. And it was so, it was staggering how many people were waiting in that line. And it was like, well, I don't actually need anything. I was doing this (laughs) for the data and for the, yeah, for the recon, for the experience and to support legalization. (laughs) And I was like, so I don't need to support it for in a three-hour line or whatever that line was. Um, So it it just seemed like it was a rough launch. I haven't been up since, um, but definitely, definitely a tough launch. And, it, it's disappointing because when we're talking about professional sales, cannabis, 
guys, these are corporate dispensaries that weren't even getting out their messaging about wait times, about the hours that they're available, about, you know, product availability, about setting policies. expectations yeah. and policies and how to, it, it's really. Yeah, this isn't the first state they've operated in. So no. it's a little startling that they didn't do a better job with their kickoff. Exactly. And, and I, I, you could say it's conspiracy theory. Like, I don't think that messaging was there for a purpose. I think they loved the way that parking lot looked. I think they mm. loved the activity there and that there was the buzz and people were going into that door only to walk right the hell back out in a lot of cases. Wow. Um, it, it was just, uh, what was the old thing about SNL? It was just the not ready for prime time. Mm. Just not, it sucks. <laughs> so, you But, know. you know, hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. At a slow and steady pace, I guess. We'll Oop. check it out. We'll check it out. It was, if yeah. you've had an experience at a New Jersey dispensary, we would love to hear about it. I hope it was a good one because that's what we want to have is good experiences For with sure. good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was our, our report on 42022 for Thank those you. out there that are in the industry and those who are kind of curious about what goes on on this day. I know some people are always curious about the thoughts and, and, and musings of a certain man from Jersey, uh, a guy named Frankie Fifthier. I wanted to talk to him if we could. Hello, everybody. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Frank. Hello. Good to see you guys. It's been a while, buddy. Yes, it has. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't all four been in the same uh, room uh, recording in, in months. This is really cool. Um, we've been doing Zoom shows and whatnot, and we always like to come in and ask uh, some fun questions at the end. So today, in honor of 420, uh, people always like to do this. Who are, who's the Mount Rushmore of rock drummers? Uh, Francesca likes to ask me, who's the Mount Rushmore of Beatles? And I'm always like, Francesca. <laughs> no, um, but, the, uh, but what I wanted to do today is let's talk 420 culture. Let's talk about when you have the munchies. What are the four foods that we put on your Mount Munchmore? I have a question. Shocking. Francesca has a question. Shocking. We can edit this out, too. <laughs> is your Mount Munchmore the four foods that you would that you do commonly go to, or are they like the best foods? The best. If you had anything available. The best. The best, the best Jerry. Okay. The best. Mount Munchmore. And you know who's starting us off, Mike? It's going to be Frankie Fifth Year, sir. Yes. Always. Why is it always me? <laughs> this is a, this is a great trail. question. Um, Thank you, Frank. Gosh. Um, I think my first, my first grab, if I'm chilling on the couch, <laughs> is... Sweet and spicy sunflower seeds. Wow. What? And I could probably go through the whole bag. Okay, whole what bag. What size bag? You know, the, the ones the you get from like 7-Eleven or whoa. gas station. Yeah. I just salt, love man. seeds. Um, I don't know if it was like from my ba early baseball days. I just, yeah. I do you spit the seed out or do you swallow the seed? Yeah. I'm not a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> I know hey. some people that eat the whole thing, just roll through. That is insane. So get, you have like a cup and you're just spitting yeah. into it? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely get, not attractive if you're sitting in a room with me, but <laughs> guess what I bet? I'm, I'm not, high anyway, so. This is not his date night Mount yeah, Rushmore. Guess yeah. what I bet is well stocked at the Dash Inn. Yeah, 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 no, I know, pick it up. They probably yeah. know you're coming. They know me there. Yeah, I um, the next one would have to be boneless buffalo wings. Nice call. Ranch. Like another not attractive thing to eat <laughs> on date nights. But again, I'm in my own that's place. That's more attractive than with the bone in. It's like that's definitely. That's yeah, I guess so. It's a step up from there. Um, I love it. That's a good call. Next one is the Grubhub order, Rocco's Pizza, Plain Pie, get that delivered. If I'm that high, I might forget I ordered it, and I get a random call. Oh, that's a good call. Hey, I'm here. I'm like, who's here? 
The no. Grubhub guy. Oh, shit. I'll be down there a second. <laughs> That's got to be the best feeling. Who's yeah. here? Remember <laughs> Who's here? How, how many times that happened? Handful. Um, <laughs> Between four and 20. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Rocco's is a great spot. Nick put me on that place. They got oh. great cutlets there. Good bar. Cute bartender. <laughs> Forgot her name, but I'll be back. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rocco's. Nice. Rocco's Italian Grill in, yeah, nice. <laughs> in Union. Great spot. Um, first spot is Cool Ranch Doritos. All right. Side of queso. Whoa. Yeah. Look. Another dash of purchase. Wow. I like Frank a strong Mount Munchmore. Thank you for Thank kicking you. it off. Wow. Thanks for kicking it off, Frank. We're going to send it over to Mike Patterson. All Mike, right. on I, your Mount Munchmore. I've thought about this one quite a bit. <laughs> um, and I've narrowed it down to the following four. My, my, do you want me to start at my least favorite? My yeah, number let's go four? With, let's go with four up. Okay. Number four is going to be combos. The specific is cheddar cheese pretzel. Ooh. That's my number four. That's a strong one. That's my, my no- air. That's my airport snack. Yeah, I've seen yeah. you demolish. <laughs> yeah, you <have>. um, <laughs> Number three, hers potato chips with French onion dip. Ooh. Like the cold French onion dip. So, yeah, like okay. Hell of a good dip stuff. Wow. I, would, wow. I can go through like a tub of that shit. Wow, that's a and good that's one. that's brought to you by my friend Patrick, who you guys know. <laughs> That's, he's the one who introduced me to that now. Really? He's yeah. the culinary genius yeah. behind that concoction. Number two is going to be any leftover pizza. I, I don't have the patience to order like Frank yeah. does, so it's got to be something I can get my hands on fast. Yeah. So, so you're not cooking pizza. like Elio's. You're not ordering pizza. You It's le- it's already there. It's got to be there. All right. I don't have, like, if it's a 20-minute oven time, I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, last one, my number one, top go-to is nachos. nachos and that would be with melted real cheese not like gotcha dip. so tortilla chips with melted cheese love it yeah. love mm. it that is a formidable mountain much more <laughs> and i like i like that mike threw in there too no i'm not gonna order it the pizza <laughs> no I like, I, there's no way i don't have that patience. i like that it's left here because i always go in there i don't know why i get paranoid and the real cheese i don't want to use a dip <laughs> yeah i'm not well, going dip the, the, jaw, the gas station my jar <laughs> yeah. hey the good news frank is if we're together i don't have to worry about like you know no like cross taking each other's stuff yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah like it's, it's, it's good what uh, about the old forge snack what did we have? The late night snack. What, what did, did we, we have? have? Cutlets, right? Oh. oh. That was delicious. Yeah, that's yeah. a one-off, though, because I never have cutlets in my house. Yeah. That was a definitely... That's a I was walking around, like, <laughs> crushing those things. Yeah. I had it wrapped in a paper towel like I was at a stadium. Yeah. We were all <laughs> acting like it was finger food, just walking around. Like, like we're in the first scene of Goodfellas with our cutlets. Um, this, is, this is good. Um, Francesca, I'll give you the opportunity. You can go last or you can go now. I'll go last. That's what I thought she would want. Uh, Gentlemen, I I, stacked. And lady. I I wasn't finished. (laughs) I keep getting cut. Gentlemen and lady, I I, uh, stacked mine thusly. Uh, I have just generic peanuts. I could just, I can eat peanut after peanut. It's dry roasted, honey roasted. What are we talking about? Dry roasted. All right. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's a strong. Light salt. Yeah. Light salt. Oh, man. I I can't stop eating them. I might take off. <laughs> my, All right, my uh, my my next one is just a barbecue potato chip. Oh my god! Simple, simple, mm-hmm. easy, quick. Crush them. Uh, on top of that, on Mount Munchmore, I have Jack's 
cheese curls. Specifically, has to be oh. Jacks. J A X. Are they the ones that look like the, they're like J shaped? Yes. Or are they the balls? They're the J shape. Oh, those things are. The, they're a little crispy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is your couch a mess after that? Oh no, I, I never <laughs> let I never let myself buy them because they'll be everywhere. And then uh, number one, I have uh, leftover pizza, so yes. a repeat. Wow, a repeat. Mount Munchmore. Nice. Now, the All ladies' right. answer. So I can't order these exactly, but I know <laughs> for sure pizza, a fresh pie is on there. Frank and I will order our fresh pies. Fine. You guys can have the leftovers. Fine. More leftover for We're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do love a nice, a good pizza. It's got to be foldable. Um, soft pretzel would be like a dream Strong. because then you can have the mustard and it's bread and it's delicious. A warm soft pretzel oh, or like yeah. the kind of Wawa that's cold? Oh, no, 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 no. Not some Wawa okay. great soft pretzel, okay. like a super pretzel, but, but better. Um, cheese popcorn. I'll kill cheese popcorn. I'll just yeah, half that bag. That's a good one. If not yeah. more is gone. Uh, that, that bag's vaporized. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then for the last one, it's, it's a tough call because I need something sweet in there. And it usually is a surprise mix of two things. So I will usually, surprise. Uh, uh, if I have vanilla pudding, and <laughs> like vanilla pudding cup, and then I put something else in it. It's so like good, like a cookie or like something. Like a cookie, or I know I did something a else burrito? that was like not what? a burrito, something there? else sweet, oh, that, like okay. cookie dough or um, a yeah, cookie, or like good. oh my god, it's just so. That's the or graham cracker, crumble a graham cracker into a vanilla pudding cup, like a Bill <sighs> Cosby pudding cup. <laughs> I mean, now those um, are the ones that just knock you unconscious. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's no. the, of the 16 selections, there was one sweet item. That, that, you know, everybody wow, else that's true. All the other ones were salty. Very salt-dominated sweet this. in there. I yeah. like that. I'm glad you went last. You kind of, you, you stuck out uh, above, you contrasted everybody else's. I like I'm it. the sweetest. I'm, in, I'm interested to hear um, audience feedback on this Mount one. Everybody's got a Mount, Mount Munchmore. Yeah, no, everybody yeah. does. You can you can send them, you can DM us, you can put them on the uh, the the social page. In that vein, guys, you know, we've had a lot of fun talking 420. This is a very topical, very uh, uh, current event type show we did today to try to bring everybody in on, on uh, 420. But man, uh, we're in a cool, cool spot here with the Infuse show because we're, we're here at the end of April, beginning of May. We're hitting the road again. Yes, we're we going to be going out. We're going to be up. seeing the people again. Guys, are you excited? Very excited. Very excited, especially because we're going to one of our favorite places. Yeah. Which yeah. is New York City. Yeah. Mike, you ready for to hit the road again? I am. It's, yeah. You know, it's funny. We, we were in a, a real, like, consistent week after week after week for a while. <laughs> and then now we've been home for three or four weeks. And I kind of, like, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get out there. Same. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, look, thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for listening. Thanks to the guests who have joined us over the past few weeks. We've had some amazing people awesome. join us on the Infuse Show. More to come, more exciting things to come. Uh, we want to thank the people at PodConnects Network. Proud to be a oh, part nice. of you and, and, and your, your great lineup of shows. And say hi to our friends at Pro Cannabis Media as well. Uh, as well. Guys, I'm going to see you next time. You know you will. All right, man. This has been a pleasure. Mike, Francesca, thank you so much. Thank you, Frankie Fifth, your producer extraordinaire. We're going to see you on the Infuse show next time from Delahoo, Delawat, Delaware. Bye-bye now.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.